From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 14th of October 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the evacuation of Kherson. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing whether Liz Truss is about to fall. But first, the Russian evacuation of Kherson. On Thursday evening, the UK Defence Ministry reported that Russian authorities in Kherson were organising the evacuation of all civilians living in occupied territories, including the regional capital. Russian-appointed authorities in the region denied that they were evacuating, instead describing it as, quote, an opportunity for people to change their surroundings. Russian forces captured Kherson city, which has a pre-war population of about 300,000 people way back in March, but Ukrainian forces have been steadily advancing along the bank of the Dnipro River since the Russian front line around Zelendolsk, a town roughly 150 kilometers northeast of Kherson city, collapsed in early October. It's hard to know quite how much progress the Ukrainians have made because, for intelligence reasons, they're not announcing every new settlement they recapture. But over the last couple of days, there have been well-verified reports that Ukrainian forces have continued moving along the western bank of the Dnipro and the Dudcheny down to the town of Kachkarivka. Kachkarivka is less than 10 kilometers away from Mylove, where Russian forces have spent the last couple of weeks establishing defensive positions. If Ukrainian forces can recapture Mylove, which seems likely given Russia's recent record in Kherson, then they may well be able to push the Russians all the way back to the Novokokovka Dam. Novokokovka is one of just two viable crossings for Russian forces across the Dnipro, the other being the Antonovsky Bridge. And if the Russians retreat that far, they'll have to decide whether to cut their losses and flee back east over the dam, or keep fighting, but run the risk of getting stuck on the wrong side of the river if Ukrainian forces continue to advance. Anyway, clearly the Russians think that the further Ukrainian advances are at least a possibility, which is why they're evacuating, or in their words, encouraging people to change their surroundings. There have also been reports that Russian troops have been ordered to suspend all offensive operations, which suggests that Russia's military command is now really worried about giving up more territory. All in all, it looks like things still aren't going well for the Russians on the ground. And the fact that the West has just stepped up its support, both in terms of military hardware and training, will only darken the mood in the Kremlin. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. It's been reported over the last few days that Russia has started a revenge attack against Ukraine, following the destruction of the Kerch Strait Bridge that connects Russia to Ukraine. After promises that Putin would continue to retaliate, it seems that yesterday he did just this. Russian forces used Iranian-made kamikaze drones to strike the Ukrainian capital region. Prior to this recent attack on Kyiv, Russia had attacked the capital only four times. Ukrainian officials said that three drones hit a small town called Markariv, which is roughly 50 kilometers west of Kyiv, and that critical infrastructure was hit. In addition to these attacks, attacks have been reported in the south of the country, for example in Mykolovin. Here, a number of civilian objects were hit, including a five-story apartment building, 
Videos have demonstrated emergency services dragging an 11-year-old boy from the rubble. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. More than a month since Sweden held its general election, three centre-right to right-wing parties have agreed to form a minority government with support from the Swedish Democrats, a party often labelled as far-right. The incoming government will include the moderate party, Christian Democrats and Liberals. Between them, they hold 103 seats in the 349-seat parliament. With the 73 seats held by the Swedish Democrats, the government and its supporting party will have a majority of just one. As such, the Swedish Democrats, while not being in government, are likely to wield significant influence over the government's direction, particularly on migration. The Liberals had been opposed to working in government with the Swedish Democrats, who traditionally have been shunned by the country's mainstream parties. But this agreement, which keeps the Swedish Democrats on the outside of government, appears to have placated the Liberal leadership. Moderate party leader Ulf Christensen will be the country's new Prime Minister, replacing Magdalena Andersson, whose Swedish Democrats have dominated Swedish politics since the 1930s. The incoming government immediately announced that new nuclear reactors will be built. The Congressional Committee investigating the January the 6th attack on the US Capitol has voted to subpoena Donald Trump, demanding that the former president provide documents and testify under oath before the committee. The committee's chair, Democrat Benny Thompson, said Trump is required to answer for his actions. The panel of seven Democratic and two Republican lawmakers is investigating the storming of Congress by Trump supporters on January 6, 2021, and has been making the case that the violence was instigated by Trump in an attempt to overturn his defeat at the 2020 election. The subpoena adds to Donald Trump's legal woes, which includes a lawsuit in New York over his business activities, federal and state investigations relating to the 2020 election, and a federal investigation into his mishandling of government documents. Trump is unlikely to go along with the demands of the committee, which he's described as a witch hunt. If he does not comply, he could face criminal charges for contempt of Congress. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of whether Truss is on her way out, then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.